Hey everyone, this is Grant here with the Five Peaks Podcast. This is our uh, first ever inaugural season one, episode one, whatever you want to call that show. Uh, I'm actually doing this from the comfort of my vehicle as I drive home. Luckily, I've got a good hands-free device, so I'm not putting myself or anyone else in danger. So anyway, uh, this this podcast, you know, like I, I have kind of put out there in the trailer, I want it to be about things that revolve around being a better version of ourselves, right? So things that I plan on discussing uh, are gonna are gonna be about like resiliency, success. Um, interpersonal relationships, self-awareness, you know, emotional intelligence, kind of getting in touch with what it is that, you know, maybe, maybe speak for speaking for self, right. Uh, that I feel are keys to success, keys to making sure that when I have interactions with other people, they're honest, right. They're honest, from the stance of I'm being honest in who I am and how I'm coming to these interactions and hopefully thereby sort of modeling the behavior that I want to see back, right? That I want reciprocated from other people. And therefore, you know, in the end, hopefully that means that the interactions will be more productive, they'll be more positive, um, and I'll, I will be open to more opportunity because I'm not sort of running through life with this cloud of negativity or this cloud of, uh, a default setting to failure, if that makes sense. So with that, um, this first episode, uh, you know, I wanted to talk about success right? What better way to start this journey of podcasting and start this journey of, of exploring what it is to be the best version of, of myself and, and for those listening with along with me and joining me on this journey, how we can be the best version of ourselves than to start it off with the positive topic, the positive area of success. So I was thinking about this, uh, and I've done, you know, I've done research. I've done a lot. I read a lot of books. Well, I guess reading maybe is a bit, bit of a misnomer. Uh, for the last year or so, what I've actually been doing is I listen to a lot of stuff on Audible. Um, I'm not sponsored by Audible or, or anything like that, but I've found it very easy and very beneficial to me the way that I like to consume information, uh, to consume, you know, the books and knowledge from books is, is by listening to it. And I most often will do that while I'm, you know, during my morning commute or while I'm lurk, working in the garage, I like to do a little bit of woodworking on the side, uh, or just, you know, as I'm doing chores around the house or in the backyard or whatever it might be. Um, I found that, throwing on an audio book allows me to sort of multitask in that I can have something going on while I'm doing whatever it is I'm doing, but I can also sort of gain that knowledge from books. Uh, and whether that's fiction or nonfiction, um, cause even fiction, you can gain sort of like insight. I, I think I've read studies along the way that show that, uh, People who read or people that listen to a lot of stories, whether that's movies, whether that's, um, you know, whatever, shorts, short films, those sorts of things. Certainly, um, people that consume books and literature in some form or fashion tend to have more self-awareness, tend to have a better grasp of the emotions, the feelings that not only they're having, but are able to read those coming from other people, right? Because communication by and large, uh, you know, something 
to to the effect of 60-80% of communication is nonverbal. And the reason for that, not to go totally off this tangent, but the reason for that is that when it comes to books, when it comes to stories, there's so much that happens. You know, you take that main character and you're given insight as the reader, as the person that, that's consuming it, you're given a lot of insight into the inner workings that are into or inner mental workings, right? So you're given insight into the way that they're reacting to situations and what their thought process is going like and how things that you know are happening within that story how it actually affects them emotionally and therefore you know people that consume a lot of books are able to sort of internalize that and then therefore that can be something that they can recognize uh, as they're going through their their real life right or the IRL as they say um, and also as you consume more books and you consume more literature your vocabulary grows and so now you're able to put words to feelings that maybe you didn't otherwise have um you know am i happy or am i exuberant right am i sad or am i just crushed i'm depressed i'm you know you start being able to put more meaningful words to things uh as opposed to just sort of like double speak base rate kind of things right like i'm not double plus good you know i'm not just extra happy i'm actually I'm exalted, I'm exuberant, I'm all of these sorts of things. Anyway, um, so that's how I like to, and, and the reason why I like to read a lot of books, but lately it's been consuming them via Audible. And so a lot of the books that I've read uh, or listened to have have been about topics like, you know, Emotional Intelligence by Dr. Goleman, um, other things, uh, I've, re- I've read a lot of stuff or listened to a lot of stuff from the Arbinger Institute, uh, things of this nature. And I found a lot of value and a lot of insight into what it is that helps a person get through hard times and or reframe situations and so they don't have a defeatist attitude, um, as well as, you know, starting at the start right so like you know from Simon Sinek right that start with why you got to find what is your why Uh, and this will often lead you down a path to sort of building on successes right because if you don't have a reason for the actions that you're taking and they can be anything right it can be um, I want to Uh, self-actualize and I want to be successful in business to make myself proud to make my parents proud or um, I want to be successful so that I can be a good role model for my children right maybe your children or your reason why or you're trying to uh, build a legacy by which others can follow to make the world a better place you know whatever it is or I simply just don't want to be a piece of shit right? Like straight up. It, it doesn't have to be overly complicated. I just know that I want to be a positive role model and have positive affect within myself so that I don't run around feeling like a failure all the time because that leads to depression, which then you start going down that rabbit hole and that that's that downward spiral only gets deeper and tighter the more you stay in it right so identify your reason why right this is this is one of those key elements to success Simon Sinek taught us about that you know others have have taught us about this and, and really shown that without that reason why without that driving force behind behind the actions that you're taking eventually you're going to putter out because the obstacles will come, right? Obstacles will come in your journey towards success. Um, but and if you don't have that backing of why you're doing this and you don't have that as sort of a North Star, as a compass that is leading you down that path and continuing to, to push behind you, then those obstacles that come up, and they will, that get in your way, can absolutely just halt progress. And then, you know, now you you start stumbling, that stumble turns into a trip, turns into a fall, you're flat on your face, and now you have to reestablish and pick yourself back up.
and that's fine. Fall. Don't be afraid of failure, right? That, that's another big thing when it comes to one of those things that separates successful people from not successful people or unsuccessful people is that typically speaking, and I've seen this in my own life, those people that are not afraid to fail are typically more successful than those people that are paralyzed by the thought of failure, right? It's okay to be concerned. It's okay to not want to fail, right? Nobody sets out on a, on a journey of, of whatever it is, starting a business, looking for a promotion, doing a self-portrait. I mean, who cares what it is, right? Um, but nobody sets out on these, on these tasks looking to fail. But if you're constantly paralyzed by it, then you're never going to get past that. And you're never going to take that initial step, right? That first step, the great old adage, you know, a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. If you're paralyzed by fear of failure, you're never going to take that first step and you have to get past that. I came up with this saying, you know, a couple, couple weeks, months back, whatever it was, I was having a conversation with my wife and um, we were talking about, I forget what we were talking about. We were talking about maybe starting a business or we were talking about our future um, and all these things that we want to do and we want to become. And, you know, it, it, it became this thing where we kind of, I, I kept hearing both of us saying, well, one day, you know, we're going we're gonna to be able to sit back and take a vacation. Well, one day... We're going to have enough money to be able to do whatever it is we want to do. Well, one day, well, one day, well, one day. And that phrase kept coming up. And it occurred to me that, well, why, why do we keep saying, well, one day we'll be able to do this? Why don't we reframe that and say, today is day one of being able to do that. Right, And that doesn't mean today we're just going to be able to splurge and spend all the money. But today is day one of the beginning of the journey towards that desired end state. Towards having that financial freedom. Towards having a successful business. Towards getting a promotion. Towards finishing a degree. Towards whatever it is. Turn one day into today is day one. Right, and when you start saying like that, you start reframing, and you start getting in a mindset of success, of accomplishment, of getting after whatever it is your goal is. Well, that's step one, right? Today is day one, and now we start going through the goal setting process. Now we start going through the decision making process. Now we start identifying. What steps do we have to take and and what steps can I tangibly take today to do that? So for instance, talking about this podcast, this very thing, right? That I'm doing right now. So it started one day. I'd like to, I'd like to have a podcast. I'd like to start a coaching business. I'd like to start doing all of this. So when I reframed it into today is day one. I started doing research. I started researching uh, platforms that could host a podcast. I started researching what it was that makes a successful podcast. I started writing down my ideas on what I would like to discuss and what I would like to talk about in my podcast, right? Am I just going to blather on about nothing or or am I going to take a measured deliberate step towards making it a reality and I decided once I reframed from one day which is a never you know never gonna happen type thing I don't know if any of you have watched that show Westworld on on HBO and I think maybe this was the seed you know uh, the inception seed that it came from but there was a line in that show where uh, one of the the male protagonists talked to the main female character I wish I could remember her name I can't Um, but he, he kept saying to her, you know, one day I'll take you away from all of this and, and we'll go on and and live a happy life and and ride off into the sunset. And she identified 
in that show, there was a line to the effect of, you know, one day means never. One day means that it's never going to happen. One day is an empty promise. Was was the basic effect of that, and I and, I, and it, that resonated with me. And I think that was sort of the seed of of turn one day into today is day one, and and identifying what it is that I need to do in order to achieve the success that I want to achieve. And however I define that, right? And success doesn't have to mean, you know, I, I make a million dollars tomorrow or I've got a bank account with, with three commas, right? That's, it doesn't have to be that. Build off of small success, right? There was success in me writing down ideas and sort of having, you know, just like an old, an old school essay outline, right? Here's my topics. Here's my subtopics. Here's my, uh, you know, main body paragraph, all those sorts of things. And just getting what's inside my head down on paper, right? Which is another one of those keys to success. That is write it down, say it out loud, speak things into reality. Right, take purposeful, tangible action. It's been shown, and, and I'm I'm sure many of you have have heard this time and time again. If you have a goal, write it down. And there's something visceral that happens when you write something down. It, it almost makes it into a contract that you have with yourself. Right, just like when you see a contract, it's written down. You put your John or Jane Hancock on there and, and now you've agreed to those terms. And it's something that someone else can come by and look at and see, yeah, hey, there's you signing on to that. So when you have a goal, when you have something that you've defined as, as a success that you want, and you either look yourself in the mirror and you say it out loud, today I'm going to achieve whatever, today I'm going to do this, uh, you write down my my desired end state for this effort is, you know, doing a trailer, having a having a episode one, um, writing out whatever it is, writing out a plan to achieve that next promotion, identifying a training that I want to go through, identifying, um, you know, an art project that I want to do with the kids, whatever it might be, right. Um, I'm going to start lessening screen time and start enjoying more outside time. Whatever that looks like, whatever success looks like, identify it and write it down. And that creates that contract between you and yourself and gives you something that if, you know, and hopefully this doesn't happen, but if or when you forget about it or you give up on it, and that piece of paper is still floating around your house, your apartment, your car, your, your notebook, your, your daily planner, and you come across that later, that's something that, that, you know, looks you back in the face and says, hey, you remember this? You remember this? You signed on to this. And it holds you accountable to it. And, you know, whether or not you're going to be honest with yourself is whether or not you're going to be honest with yourself. But you'll never... I have found that I don't achieve. I try to speak for self. I try to use I statements because I don't... I'm not out here pointing fingers, right? I'm pointing fingers back at myself. But I know when I don't hold myself accountable or find someone to hold me accountable for my actions or inaction, then I don't take action, right? Because what's to stop it? What's to stop me from just, ah, you know, I knew I was going to say I wasn't going to eat so many chips, but uh, no one's going to stop me. I'm an adult. I'm going to go ahead and do this anyway. Unless I hold myself accountable, right? Hey, remember you signed on. You said you weren't going to do that, and here you are doing it. Here's an example of that. Um, this month, it's October. It's October 20th. Um, I decided to take part this month in Sober October. This is October of 2020. So we're, uh, you know, we're in, we're in the midst of the pandemic. We're, uh, the, the world's gone flip turned upside down 
And uh, for a couple of those months, I noticed myself, I was starting to drink a little more than, than I should have and a little more than it was healthy. And I noticed differences in myself. I started feeling, you know, bloated. I was short with the wife and the kids and, and you know, potentially going down, you know, a, a, a path towards, you know, maybe even towards functional alcoholism. I don't know. But I knew I was unhappy with how much I was drinking. And I knew I was unhappy with the direction that I was allowing my actions to take me. Right? You can never talk yourself out of a behavior you've gotten. Uh, you know, talk yourself out of a situation you, your behavior has put you in. So I made a decision. I made that conscious decision to, to partake in the sober October. To partake in, hey, I'm not going to drink at all. Um, and I even, I made an Instagram post about it, right? And it was, Hey, today starts day one. Here's why I'm doing this. I want to, you know, better myself, you know, take a break, um, kind of, kind of hit the reset button on some of these actions I've taken. Uh, and then that way, hopefully that'll, you know, you do it long enough that can actually become a sustainable lifestyle change. So far it's going great. You know, I, I haven't had a single drop of alcohol uh, during these last 20 days. Um, I feel a lot better. I'm sleeping better. My relationships, um, I feel are better. Uh, my interactions with my kids, my interactions with my wife. Um, and don't get me wrong, you know, it's it's not all sunshines and rainbows just because I don't, I didn't have a beer today. But uh, there, I have felt tangibly better and so I built on those successes but it also it started because I was I held myself accountable right and I put it out there so that the world can see that hey you know I'm holding myself accountable to this and when I go through my feed or whatever you know I see that or when I'm checking out you know people have responded to to my posts then that gives me that that positive feedback as well as far as hey we're behind you that gives you validation that gives you um that that quick little dopamine hit that that you get from from having backing like that and those are all you know successes to build on and so by holding myself accountable putting that out there in a tangible way that means that I've, I've created that contract between myself and myself. <laughs> I don't know how else to put that, but I've created that contract with myself that, you know, nothing's stopping me from breaking it other than being honest, being true to what I want. And when I set goals, being honest in that, you know, being able to look myself in that mirror and are you being true to yourself? Are you doing, talking to myself, are you doing the thing that you said you were going to do? Or are you that piece of shit that just puts out lies and have truths and, and broken promises? Because if you can't keep a promise to yourself, who can you keep a promise to? Right? And if you want to be successful, you have to keep your promises. You have to say, you have to do everything in your power to do the thing you said you were going to do, right? And that doesn't, that that comes with a little, you know, you got to throw some realism in there, right? So you can't just put it out there and say, hey, tomorrow I'm going to go and I'm going to make a million dollars. If If you're out there and you're just working at McDonald's or, you know, and nothing against, if you work at McDonald's, hey, God bless you. You're making money, you have gainful employment better than some, right? And maybe not as good as others, but better than a lot of people out there. So it's not so much that, hey, I'm going to, I have this big mountain of a thing I'm going to achieve and I'm going to achieve it tomorrow. You have to instill some realism. But something like, hey, tomorrow, you know, if I'm in a, a low income job, hey, tomorrow, I'm going to start researching how I can I can make more money. How can I improve my situation? If that's what your goal is, just as an example, right? Hey, I want to start a podcast. I want to, I want to research 
how I can supplement my income through passive income is being a, uh, an, an Instagram influencer. Is that a viable way for me to make money is, um, going out and, and blogging and putting my, my thoughts out there. Can I sell that? Can I make something? Can I start doing woodworking on the side and start making craft projects? Can I walk people's dogs? Can I apply for the manager position at my low income job? Look, I'll, I'll use my mom an example. God bless her. She worked at a Dollar General for a long time, right? Just as a clerk. Um, she only made somewhere in the neighborhood of you know 14 grand a year. Not much money. That is not much money to live on at all. But she's a hard worker. She has a great work ethic. And, you know, she, she kind of kept grinding and she would apply and then did apply for a, a managerial position and she got it right because she showed that aptitude, that work ethic that it takes instead of just accepting the lot in life, right? I, this is where I work and this is all I'll be. She tried strive for something better. And because of that, because of efforts that she took those tangible steps, that she took, she was awarded the position and instantly her income went from 15 to, I want to say somewhere around $40,000. I could be wrong about that. But I mean, what a life, that's, that's life altering money, right? When you go from 15 grand a year to 40 grand a year and 40 grand a year is still not much money, right? That's, that's, still pretty close to the poverty line but to her that's a night and day difference that's life altering money and that was tangible effects that she saw from steps that she took that derived from a place of wanting to improve her situation and that is success right in that instance success wasn't she's making a million dollars a month or a hundred grand a year or has, you know, is, is some world renowned Instagram influencer or something like that. But she damn near tripled her income because she, she grinded, she took those steps, she showed the aptitude and she applied for the position and she applied herself. There's a lot of respect that can come from that. There's a lot of value that can be taken from that kind of lesson when it comes to how do we achieve success, right? Not giving up on ourselves, not settling for just whatever your lot in life and wherever you find yourself currently, right? Taking those steps to improve your situation is a, is absolutely a way in which you can achieve success, right? You have to be motivated. Nothing motivates us more than our own success. I'll say that again. Nothing motivates us more than our own success. And that comes as, as just a hard truth that I've learned over the years, anytime I've gotten a promotion, I've successfully um, achieved something, whether that's a, a school training, whether that's, um, you know, I put together a management directive that was adopted by uh, the, the greater enterprise at large, um, whether that was simply, you know, I finished a bachelor's degree, which made me want to go on and get more things, uh, more certifications and more knowledge and training and be able to now go out and apply this knowledge and have tangible positive effects in other people's lives that snowballs, right? Our success absolutely drives us to greatness but you have to still have that why 
because even our success, as motivating as that is, and the why might change over the years, right? The why might change over time, but that success, as motivating as it is, and it's absolutely motivating, it's just that. It's a motivator. It's not a driver. Having that why, having that, that underlying reason is what actually drives. And then that is compounded when you're motivated by your own success. Getting small wins, small victories lead to big victories. And even if you only have you know, a number of tiny victories, when you look at it in totality, then all of a sudden it's, it, it becomes something more right it's it's the sum is greater than just uh or the the whole is greater than the sum of the parts right is is the is the phrase the sum the whole is greater than the sum of the parts so it's not just that these individual small successes yeah they're great but that was just a little thing going back to that journey right that journey of a thousand steps one step at a time I took one step, that was a success. I took another step, that was a success. All of a sudden I look back, I've gone 400 miles. And each one of those single steps, 30 inches at a time, was a success. And so if I only look at that single step, maybe that's not very impressive. But when I look at it as a whole, man, I, how far have I come since that first step? And it's because I had that why as a driver behind me and I built on each success, each uh, consecutive and successive success, say that three times, uh, that, that leads me to doing something great. And you can define your own greatness, right? If you're struggling with depression, if you're struggling with uh, defeatism, Maybe success is that you got out of bed. Maybe success is that you set an alarm for a little bit earlier than you normally wake up and you actually got out of bed when that alarm went off instead of simply turning it off and rolling over and going back to sleep. You got up, you got out of bed, you went and made some coffee, you sat down, you drank your coffee, you thought about what you were going to do for the day. And maybe that was far more than you did yesterday. Because all you did yesterday was lay in bed. You didn't even get up. Maybe you got up, you went to the bathroom. Did you shower? Right? Well, you build on success. Well, I'm out of bed already. I've made coffee. What else can I do today? The world is my oyster. I made it this far. How much farther can I go? And if you have that winning mindset, how much farther can I go? How much farther can I take this? Stepping out of your comfort zone. Right? I'm not comfortable going out in public because I'm 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 depressed. I'm 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 not I don't even want to get out of bed, let alone go out in public. Well, I got out of bed. And that was what it was. So can I build on that success? Hey, I gotta go, gotta go get the groceries today. I got to go take a shower today. I got to do whatever, right? It can be something simple. It doesn't have to be this grandiose, I built a Fortune 500 company today. Or maybe it is, right? You're only limited by your own imagination. You're only limited by what you think you are capable of, right? There's that old saying, whether you believe you can or you believe you can't, you're right. And that comes... You know, as, as hokey and as, as, as a as trope as that may be, there's truth in that. If you believe you can do something, and I'm not talking about crazy shit, right? Like, I'm not talking about, oh, I believe I can fly. Well, sh- go get a pilot's license. Look at that. You're flying. You know, but, you know, just because you believe you can shoot lasers out of your eyes doesn't mean you can shoot lasers out of your eyes. But if you believe you can build a company, if you believe that you can take a leadership position for your employer. You believe you can be the manager of that Dollar General. You believe that you can be the CEO of that Fortune 500 company. You believe that you can get out of bed today, and you absolutely can. 
absolutely can. There's nothing stopping you from doing that other than your own fears of failure, other than your own thoughts of defeatism, other than your own thoughts that you can't do something. If you believe you can't get out of bed today, I guarantee you're not getting out of bed today. If you believe you can't get that promotion, I guarantee you're not going to get that promotion. And that's because you're not giving yourself the opportunity to even try for it. You've already quit. If I don't think I can do something, then I'm not even going to try. Why waste my time? Why waste my time on an effort that I've already convinced myself I'm going to fail at? And if I have a fear of failure, then guess what? That's what's going to happen. I'm not even going to start. But if I don't have a fear of failure, and I do believe I can do this, then if and when that failure happens, that's okay. That becomes a learning point. Nothing teaches us more than failure. I've, I've learned that time and time again in my life. Nothing teaches me personally, and I would argue teaches most people more than failure. As long as you don't commiserate in it, you don't, what's the word, rumorate in it, you don't wallow in it, right? You take it for the lesson that it is. Where did I go wrong? Why did this fail? Why did I not succeed in this venture? Was it that I didn't cross the D, the T's and dot the I's on, on that document? I didn't fully explain the position that we're trying to, to come from. I didn't time it right. I didn't put my money right. I, you know, my behaviors weren't showing my leadership capabilities. I didn't vocalize that key objection that I had or that key idea that I had that would have led this this, uh, whatever it is, this project to success. I saw a roadblock coming, but I didn't say anything about it. And I just allowed it to happen to see what would happen. Sometimes you allow things to fail simply because you want to see what that looks like and take that lesson. What happens when we do this? Engineers do this stuff all the time, right? Scientists do this stuff all the time. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't think it's going to work. But let's try it. Let's see what happens. Maybe it will work. Happy accidents. Bob Ross, man, there's no mistake. There's just happy accidents, right? But engineers do this stuff all the time. Scientists do this stuff all the time. And that's how we get at truths. That's how we get it. identifying what does and doesn't work. All right, well, that I tried to do that thing and... The whole system fell apart. The whole structure fell. The whole whatever just blew up. Okay, back to the drawing board. Back to the drawing board. Do you have that as a mindset that that's a possibility? Right? Do you have a champion's mindset that I can come, I can get over a failure, go back to the drawing board, go back to training, go back to... Um, I, you know, a discovery phase of ideas, go back to the Venn diagrams, the, the, uh, the thought experiments, whatever it is, identifying what it is and where it is that I went wrong so that I can continue down the path of success so that I can continue down the path of success. Have I identified my goals? Have I identified my desired end state, right? Switching gears a little bit. How do I ensure that I know what success looks like? How do I know when I've succeeded, right? Have I identified that? Or do I constantly just look for things that are failures? Or do I just assume that everything is a failure? I mean, depending on where you're at, right? Where you're at in your mind state, state, where you're at in 
your life, all of these sorts of things. Do you have, when talking about success, do you have a desired end state? Do you have, have you, have I identified what success looks like? And again, that can be anything from I actually got up when my alarm went off to I built a Fortune 500 company. Everything in between. But identifying that is key, right? We've talked about challenges. We've talked about identifying failures. Overcoming challenges, right? Do I have the mindset that I'm working through from a place of progress, not perfection, right? So as much as having this idea that failure as a mindset, I have a precondition that I think I'm going to fail. Just as, just as, as potentially damaging to success is the idea that everything has to be perfect before either I can take that first step, I can make today, day one, or everything has to be absolutely perfect before I can call something a success. Right? Identifying what success looks like, yes. But if I am looking at something and I'm trying to build on successes... You know, if I'm, if I'm building an engine or if I'm painting a picture or if I'm building a house or if I'm uh, making a case for being a manager or uh, a leader or building a business or starting a podcast or becoming a, uh, a social media influencer, whatever it is, don't let perfection get in the way of progress. Don't let perfection get in the way of progress. If you do, you're never going to succeed. You're never going to take that first step. You're never going to be looking at whatever your project is, whatever your journey, your path is, as being a success. Because you're going to nitpick. And I know I'm guilty of this. I nitpick sometimes. Uh, I I do some woodworking on the side. and, And sometimes I'm building a thing whether it's a small table, whether it's designing a new uh, piece of wall decor, whatever it might be, I look at a thing and, and I'm my own worst critic, right? Ah, oh, man, that joint's not, not that tight or um, that line is just a little bit off. And so it's easy to start nitpicking at these things and looking at a potential project that I'm building and looking at that as a failure, because it wasn't perfect. Or looking at that as a, as a product that nobody else would look at, be interested in, because I don't think it's perfect. And if I did that with every little thing that I ever tried in life, I would get nowhere. Because I'm always going to be my own worst critic. But I recognize that in myself. And I have enough self-awareness that... I can allow myself those imperfections and I can allow myself to see a project that has imperfections as progress towards what I want as a desired end state, what I want as uh, uh, that goal that I've identified as success. All right, hey, you know, that's not perfect, but it's still a success and it's still progress. And I can look at that, whatever it might be, and identify where those little tweaks need to be made and where those improvements can be made. And so that once those improvements are made, well, that's another small success. Awesome. Hey, you know, this line on this table or this line on this, uh, this, this piece of art that I was trying to create isn't quite right. But if I just inch the angle in, you know, by a couple of degrees, the next time I do this and make a note, the next time I do this, That part of it that I wasn't happy with is going to be better and now I'm happy with it. And now I can work on the next part that I identified as something that wasn't quite right and could need a little bit. But I'm building on that success. Hey, awesome. I was able to identify that. 
Now we can identify where that needs to be tweaked so that that's better, fit that into place. I'm still making progress towards my desired end state that I've, that I've identified as what success looks like for me. And in that way, I'm not allowing the idea of things need to be perfect to get in the way of progress towards my goal. Don't allow perfection to get in the way of progress. And by that, you know, and, and along with that, and I kind of alluded to it, when we talk about success and we talk about what can be hindrances to success, you know, challenges, obstacles, they are going to happen. Failure is going to happen. Um, but are we allowing sometimes a three-foot wall to get in the way of progress, to get in the way of, of getting after whatever it is success looks like. And so let's say I'm trying to uh, get a project started at work, but I don't have all the tools or all the resources necessary to get going. That becomes to me, that's a three foot wall. And I use this analogy in the sense of like, if you're driving along a road or you're walking along a road, you know, you're walking along a, a trail somewhere and there's a three foot wall in your path. How easy is it just to climb over that wall? Or how easy might it be to go around that wall or go under that wall or go through that wall? Is that wall made out of paper mache? Can you just plow through it? Do you have to go around it? But that wall is four miles long. Okay. Hey, if that's what has to happen, that's what has to happen. If I have my driver, if I have my why, and I've identified what success looks like, and I'm okay with failure along the way, and I understand that perfection does not get in the way of progress, sometimes you got to walk the long way around, and that's okay. I need to go out and identify where I can get those resources, start talking to people. Hey, you know, I don't know how to, uh, how to build this thing or what exactly it is, what paperwork might be needed to get the, this initiative started at work. Who can I talk to? Do I need to go talk to human resources? Do I need to talk to the manager? Do I need to talk to you know, just one of my friends, you know, one of my colleagues, maybe in another department that has some, some insight into this because they dealt with it. Oh yeah, you know, I tried to do that a couple years back and here's some of the roadblocks that I got in the way and here's some of the lessons that I learned. Bam. Here's some resources. Hey, why don't you go talk to this person? They not might not have the answer to you for you, excuse me, but they can point you in the right direction. Now all of a sudden they're pointing you in how to get over that three foot wall. Yeah, you know, you, you did all this, but we still need this piece of paper. We still need this document, this whatever it is that has to be signed by this person to get this initiative started. Okay. Again, three foot wall. Three foot wall. Got to get some signatures from some people. Go talk to them. If you allow something like the idea of... Uh, I don't know how to fund a thing. I need. I don't know where to get this signature. I don't know where to get this document. I don't know who to talk to to get started. Those are those are things that will get in the way and impede you from progress, from attaining your goal. And if you allow that to happen and you just stop, well, you know, uh, it's too hard to get an appointment with the boss to get their signature. I don't really like talking to people, so I'm just not going to. I don't know. I don't want to look like I don't know what I'm talking about. So I'm not going to bring up the fact that I'm having these challenges. That's a three-foot wall. That is a self-built three-foot wall, right? Your ego, my ego is a three-foot wall that I'm allowing to get in my way of my own success.
I don't want to look like I don't know what I'm talking about, so I'm not going to ask anybody for help. I can do it on my own. How many times has that been said? I don't need anybody's help. I can do it on my own. I don't want anybody's help because I don't want to look like a fool. If I ask, they're going to know that I don't know. That's a three-foot wall. That's, that's a self-imposed obstacle called your ego. And if I allow my ego to control my success, my actions, my behavior, then there's a huge potential there that I won't continue down the path of success and I will get in my own way. And I will get in my own way. And that brings us uh, to, to, you know, the idea of how committed are you to success, right? If you allow, if I allow myself to be impeded by three foot walls, if I allow my fear of failure to prevent me from starting or to prevent me from continuing after a failure happens, if I allow these things to get in the way of me achieving success, how committed am I to my why? How committed am I to the reason behind, the driver behind me trying to achieve success in the first place? And if my why is something like my children, if my why is something like my spouse, if my why is something to the effect of a lasting legacy, to the effect of my inner drive to make the world a better place, then I really have to question how committed am I to that? Without that commitment, without my, that commitment to that desired end state, without that commitment to that why, I'm going, I'm, I'm heading to failure. Right? There's going to be haters. There's going to be haters. There's going to be people that are going to question what it is you're trying to do. Whether or not it's worth it. Whether or not you have the capability to even do the thing. Hey Grant, I don't think you can do that. I think you doing a podcast is fucking stupid. Why do you want to do that? That's fucking stupid. I wouldn't do that. Okay. Cool. You wouldn't? Awesome. I would. And I'm going to. Don't allow the apathy of others to become your own. If you want to succeed in life, if you want to do something greater than what you're doing right now, if you want to be a better version of you, you cannot allow others' apathy to become your own. I try to not take in the idea that just because what I want to do is different from someone else, that somehow me doing that thing is wrong. Right? If I want to put myself out there for scrutiny, okay, I'm going to look at that as a learning level, as a, as a, a learning opportunity. Just because others may have fear of that or just because others think that's stupid or just because others don't see the point of doing that doesn't mean that it doesn't have value to me, right? So when looking at actions that I want to take and we're looking at what success looks like and we're looking at what the actions that will lead to success look like if I allow other people's apathy and other people's uh, ideas that whatever that is isn't worth it or isn't going to pan out or 
is is otherwise going to be foolish, then again, I won't take action. Or maybe sometimes it, it is foolish. Maybe sometimes, you know, it doesn't work out. But just because something doesn't work out doesn't mean that it's not worth it. There can always be a lesson learned. And as long as you have the commitment to the desired end state and the commitment to your why, then you will be open to those lessons and you will be open to learning and you will be open to opportunities that come along. Hey, that didn't work out, but you know what? I learned a lot from it. It, I learned a lot from it and I learned what, if nothing else, I learned what not to do. Right? I learned what not to do. And so with that, you know, not allowing others apathy and being committed to my goal, being committed to my why, I have to be committed in the sense of I have to have a mindset that is aligned with my goals. Right? Am I only committed to what's comfortable or am I committed to what's possible? If I'm committed to what's possible, then I can absolutely achieve anything. I can absolutely achieve anything when I come at a problem set with what is possible. When I come at a problem set, not from a place of, I only have these resources available, what can I do with them? But I come at them with a, here's a problem set, here are the possibilities that are out there when it comes to a solution, when it comes to an end state, when it comes to recognizing what success looks like. And now I can start looking at, well, what resources do I need to make that happen? When I have the commitment to what is possible, I can overcome discomfort. When I'm comfortable with being uncomfortable, then I can commit to what's possible. I can commit to my why that much more fully and I can commit to the idea of success in a more intrinsic way that becomes a part of who I am. That becomes a part of now I'm constantly seeing opportunity abound. Because I'm not looking through the lens of failure. I'm not looking through the lens of a fear of failure. And I'm not looking through a lens of only identifying what's comfortable, not what's possible. Because I'm committed to success and I'm committed to my why. All right. I think that's... uh, I think that's, that's, that's good for now. I'm about to head home, about to pull in. Uh, I actually uh, pulled over in a, in a Sprouts parking lot here as I'm talking with y'all uh, to kind of finish out some of these thoughts. I'm going to head in here. I'm going to maybe get me get me some juice, get pick up something uh, for for my wife. She likes a, she likes a good organic juice, and I love her, so I like her to have the things that she likes in life. So, hey, I appreciate you guys sticking with me this uh, on this first inaugural podcast. If you like it, hey, stick with me. Subscribe. I'm going to try to do these, uh, you know, once a week or so, maybe more, depending on how I'm feeling. Um, and we're just going to we're, we're going to talk about all kinds of things. And, and basically just I'm going <laughs> to blather on about my worldview and the way that I see how I can be a better person. And hopefully my hope is my goal, right? My, my, uh, what I've identified as success for this podcast is if even one person can take away, you know, something from this that they can positively and productively apply to their life. Then I look at that as success. If I can make someone be a better version of themselves even in the slightest way, 
I look at that as success and I look at that as something tangible that has come from me doing this. If there's a 